Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey everybody, episode 665 of Coach Unplugged. Before we jump in with Coach Part 2, um, I want to make sure that we give our big shout out to our two sponsors. First of all, um, Coach Unplugged is brought to you by the great people over at Dr. Dish. Um, I appreciate them sponsoring us in, the, in these times. Um, you can help us out by just giving them a call and saying you heard it here um, at Coach Unplugged or High School Hoops. Um, you can also tell them that you want the $350 discount. Um, they will take really good care of you. Also, make sure that you um, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Um, I think you'll uh, you'll be surprised with all the resources and the community. What I love is the community, the coaches helping each other, the one-on-one calls, the office hours, everything you need to become a better basketball coach. So go over and check it out, and let's head off to the pie. Three seemed to be the perfect number after we crunched it a little bit, and it's hard to do as a coach sometimes, but I've got mm-hmm. someone tracking it. I have someone on my bench track makes and track possessions, all our possessions, and sometimes okay. they'll go, man, our the offense isn't work. We need to change. He goes, stop. They haven't scored six straight times on the court, Steve. My mm-hmm. sense was that maybe we weren't scoring. Or okay, you know, the, you're, sometimes your intuition fights the actual math behind it. Yeah, so I had somebody start tracking it, and it seemed like three times, and then they seemed to have a rhythm. And okay, three tended, tended to get to be five or six rather mm-hmm. than three, and we changed it. You know, um, all of a sudden we're playing man, and then we go to a one three one. That yeah. little bit of oh, what are they doing? Where we got to move people? Just enough to get them out of rhythm mm-hmm. um, seemed to work. So you should go watch like back. That That's a good assistant coach job. Go back yeah. and watch some film and tell me, see if that plays true. It might be more or mm-hmm. less at the collegiate level. I don't know. Hey, um, and, and speaking of that, Steve, like, um, and this wasn't going to be one of my topics, but I, I, I have the great, greatest assistant in the land. And like I said, his name is Sean Severson. He's a, he's a Wisconsin guy. And uh, he's been with me for 16 years. And so, wow. yes, we think alike. 
but the, he has enough freedom to disagree. And, and so he's the associate head coach. I wouldn't right. even say he's assistant. assistant. He's like a co-head coach. Right. And, and I, I, I'm really blessed because I know that there's a lot of turnover vision three ranks with assistants. But, right. Um, the thing is, I've had two staffs in 30 years, basically, basically two staffs. Wow. Okay. You're, I mean, that's why we're a machine. Cause we all yeah. like, they all kind of do their piece. We all know our piece in the puzzle. That's mm-hmm. the key. It's like, sometimes it's like, and that's dance. unheard of. It's unheard of. Uh, yeah. It's unheard of. Because people are always look. it's a shiny object thing. People are looking for the next thing. So what was the second thing you wanted to talk about? Um, I was, I was going to talk a little bit about um, objective uh, the mindset of coaching. Yeah, yes. mis- mistake. Especially now, and, and yet, I'm, I'm almost embarrassed to admit this, but when I took over at Grove City, I was taking over for a legend uh, and, and my own head coach, a, a, a guy who had been there 28 years and, right. and had Good success. And in my first year taking over uh, as the head coach, I was innocent. I mean, I was, and my assistant and I, we just, we worked our tail off. We just coached them as hard as we could and never even considered winning. A little. It didn't matter. It didn't matter. Right. Uh, and by the way, I got that philosophy from John Barr, who got it right. from John Wooden. It was, right. hey, it's the process. Don't worry about the wins. Just do right. your best. Right. Have high standards. Yeah. Well, when we won the league uh, that year, my first year, you know, it was obviously very exciting. But something clicked in my mind after that. And the second year that I was the head coach, I had this self-imposed pressure, pressure from the administration that wasn't even there. It was all self-imposed pressure. And as we started to struggle a little bit, I I became mean. I mean, I, I, and I, I would never say this to my players, but it was as if, if I'm this stressed and miserable, you guys are going to be just as stressed and miserable as me. My whole identity was winning. My whole self-worth was about winning. And it was like that for four years. But that's a, so I'm going to, I'm going to be devil's advocate here. That's a young coach's issue, I think. Oh, yeah. Um, my brother, yeah. I have an older brother. I had an older brother, and I and I, the first time we went to the state finals, we lost, and I was miserable. And then we won it the next year, and then and then we didn't win it for three or four more years. He goes, and then I, I call him, like, oh, we're not. He goes, stop. If you're only happy when you win, you're never going to be happy, Steve. Like, yeah. do the best you can. Yeah, the, the wins will take care of themselves. But mm-hmm. if you're you know, if you're only happy when you win the very last game of the season, you're going to be miserable most of the time. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and Steve, I was taking that misery and, out on the players. Yeah, I know you do. I can remember yeah. this as if it were yesterday. One of the toughest players that I've ever coached, his name is Tanner Prosser. He's now a successful high school coach here in Pennsylvania. One of the leading rebounders of all time in college history. I'm watching film after a loss in the team room by myself. I see that he, Tanner Prosser, he didn't block out one time. So I call him on the phone. Okay, he's, he's in his dorm room. I said, you, you need to come to, to the team room right now. I sit him down. I say, look, and I, I replay that possession about four times. Look, you didn't box out. You didn't box. And he turns to me and he goes, like this. He goes, coach, what's, what's wrong? What's wrong? And I noticed right then that was, the, that was when it, it, it was revealed to me. Like I didn't even know I was doing this until that moment. And that was the beginning of me getting, climbing out of that, of that hell. Which and, I, and, and to be honest with you, that might've been some faith based things there. Like he was probably worried about you as a, as a human. Oh, as, yeah. How can I help you? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Now, and it didn't come like right away, but over the next couple of years, I got back to trying to be me. Right. And 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 learn, I imbibed the philosophy of I, I never had a bad coach in my life, Steve. I mean, from 
my eighth grade years, all the way through high school, college. You're very lucky. And, and they all basically preached the same thing, which was, you know, we're going to play to a standard and let the results take care of themselves. And I got back to that. It, it's almost as if uh, uh, you're, everything's fine. And then suddenly you become involved in drugs or alcohol. And now you got to climb out, you know, using AA or some other you know, and then you're back to who you are again. And that's what I went through. Right. But, uh, and I remember apologizing to the, the kids on those early teams, like, guys, I wish you could play for me now. I wish you could. Do it. I, I mean, I, I, I don't know if I publicly apologized to my 04 team, which is my first state tournament team. Yeah. Best team I've ever coached. Best team I've ever yeah. coached. We won it the following year with with Wesley who was talking about who plays for the Bucks and he would argue that was the best team but he was on the previous team too part of that is like I wasn't the co- I wasn't the coach and the person and the teacher I needed to be and I feel so as coaches you just carry that around only I'd have I, known I, that I'm so and he comes to practices now and he goes coach you're so calm I go Wesley it's like <laughs> it's like <laughs> is it, I don't know if it's age or it's like but I'm all it's also in perspective you know it's like you know I think I don't know I think it's a in where you you were a player too you were a pl- you played in high school yes yes okay so part of that is that player man it's it's that shift of leaving player and to become coach that competitive that's a great point yeah I think there's that, that's a really hard thing I think for people to do um, when you mentioned that you had players come back and say, Coach, what, are you getting older? Are you mellowing? I, I've had that time and time again. And I say, no, guys, this this is how I should have coached you back yes. in the early 2000s. Yes. Uh, because yes. it's. It's also it's also reading your audience, which I've taught for 30 years. Okay. How I how I coached 30 years ago would not work now. Would work. Hey, Would've Steve, worked. how were you coached in? A, were you uh, are you from Wisconsin? I am. I am. Okay. I had a great high school coach. I had a great high school coach. Okay. He actually got me. Uh, I think was part of the reason I'm coaching today. Is like, yeah, he gave me a love of that game. I remember going watching those games when I was a kid. My parents mm-hmm. taking me to those games, and then I played collegiately at Lawrence, which is in Appleton. I don't know if you know. Where yeah. Lawrence is. Um, and then uh, and then I started coaching right away. So. You know, okay. I went from playing to coaching in a snap. It never stopped. So that that player part, I was ready to be done playing, mm-hmm. but that competitiveness isn't. I mean, shoot, we just played a game of Clue as a family about an hour. You've never ago. had a Christmas off in your adult life, have you? I I have. Now that is where I have when I my kids. I have a senior and a freshman. When my mm-hmm. kids were little, I gave I gave, and this is one of my secret sauces. I think at the high school level, I gave them time off. I went to Florida with my parents. I mean, I'd say yeah. this week you're off because my kids were little. I wasn't gonna. Mm-hmm. I was already doing eighty million things and coaching all year. I said yeah. I'm taking some time off to spend it with my kids at the beach. Blah blah blah. So. Um, I was always, you know, I'm always doing something. We're always playing and stuff, but I always gave, there's always a chunk over winter break that I took for family. Um, That's a great idea. To keep it yourself- was for young. I mean, and it was not easy. Trust me. And there's still times like, oh, did that hurt it? But it was better yeah. for me and my family and the kids. And because mm-hmm. um, they already lost part of their dad anyway, because I was, you know, on a Tuesday in February, yeah. I was at a scouting, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I thought that was important. Uh, yeah. But no, officially, no, uh, no. But I'm telling you, this quarantine, you know, I was, I'm in, I'm in my mid fifties, getting close to my mid fifties and I'm, you know, I'm not going to, re- but it's like, this has proven to me that I'm not ready to retire. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I know mean, what you're saying. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, retirement isn't quarantine, but I'm not ready to be home. I'm missing my kids. I'm missing my class, missing mm-hmm. my players. 
uh, yeah. you know, Snapchatting and doing all that stuff with them isn't the same. Hey everybody, hope you're enjoying the podcast. Please subscribe and like uh, no matter where you listen to podcasts, whether you're jogging, walking the dogs, walking the kids, playing at the pool, uh, go over and subscribe. Apple would be great. A five star. If you're going to do a two-star, don't do it. Spotify or wherever you listen. Um, we would also love if you went over to teachubes.com. That's what allows us to keep the lights on here and keep things at chugging. Um, so go over and check that out. 14-day free trial. Uh, you know, everyone's got to work on their game and their craft. Come over and help us. And then the last thing is if you're thinking of um, looking for other podcasts, go over and check out High School Hoops um, and Teacher Side Gig. Those are two other ones. And we we might have a fourth one in the in the tank, but we'll we'll tease you on that one. All right, let's head back to the podcast. I just uh, had a meeting with my players prior to to getting on with you. Okay. We're allowed to meet with them during this time. Okay. But it, you know, it's a Teams meeting or a Zoom meeting. Uh, before hanging up, I said, guys, I miss you. And I do. I right. do. I, I, I'm going kind of through withdrawal. I know. Because, I, you know, they're not coming into the office. And, right. And, and I mean, I've said this on a pod. I've said this on a ton of podcasts, but I have food in my room all the time. That's the reason they come. High school boys will eat, come, they will follow food no it's matter what. It's a good what. idea. They yeah. always come in. And it's like, I and I sent them a video a couple of days ago. I said, man, you guys are saving me a lot of money. You know, I'm not making my Costco run to get apples and granola bars and all that stuff. You're saving me money. I appreciate that. But I do miss you because I had to bring all that food home because I couldn't leave it at school because mm. I didn't know when we were coming back. But yeah, um, I know. I think that I think I think being vulnerable as a coach, I think this is a side note on what we're talking about here. But I call myself a porch dog, you know, the porch dog that lays in the porch near the end, you know, not 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 the dog running around the house like mm-hmm. my puppy, but the porch. And I think you, um, you realize you put everything kind of in perspective as you get a little bit old coaching wise, like it will be okay. And you know, if I don't watch yeah. another hour of film, it will be okay. And I think that's a good perspective that what you're talking about here that for the coaches, it's like, you got to get away too. You can't like, the only reason I'm still coaching is because I've been good about compartmentalizing. And you know, if you do this full throttle for, you can't do it for 30 years, if you're going to do that, or you're going to yes. burn out, or you're going to lose something. You might lose your wife, but who knows? You're going to lose something. <laughs> yeah. I'm fortunate in that my wife is a coach. Oh, yeah. She's the women's soccer coach at Grove City College. So that helps. That helps. Yeah. But do you hey, everybody, think- I hope you're enjoying the podcast as much as I am. I want to make sure that I give a big shout out. Uh, today's episode is sponsored by Lumen, the first handheld device that can measure your metabolism in a single breath to tell you what fuel source your body is using for energy, for fat, for carbs. Um, I do it every morning. I'm getting better at my breaths. It kind of teaches you how to take the breaths and inhale, exhale kind of thing. Um, Lumen's device and app provides you with a personalized daily meal recommendations to help you reach your weight, um, your nutrition, your fitness goals, and has been scientifically validated. Um, if you want to check it out and have your hack your metabolism, um, go over and check out lumen.me. Uh, use the code Coach Unplugged twenty five. So that's Coach Unplugged twenty five. Twenty five is the number. So that's all one to get twenty five dollars off at Lumen.me. And I don't think you'll be disappointed. Let's head back to the podcast. That helps. Yeah. But do you think nowadays uh, there's more turnover in coaching at the high school level than there was when? Because we're about contemporary age. Yeah. Than when we. Uh, we're, we're, we're playing. I think there's a demand to be the head coach. 
Okay. I don't think there's a demand to be a freshman coach like there was mm-hmm. when I was coming out. I think that I think the pressure's more. Um, I think the turnover is more. I don't know. I, the math behind I'm, I'm uh, observational study here for my stat students if you're less statistical basis to this. But I mean, I I would make more working at the gas. I mean, I don't do it to make money. Right. I mean, this right. is community service basically. Mm-hmm. I think part of it is a financial part okay. for the turnover. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's a shortage of teachers. Um, yeah. So I think more coaches are becoming non-teachers, which I personally don't think is necessarily a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's great coaches that aren't teachers. Don't get me wrong. When you and I were coming up, you became a high school coach. You became a high school teacher. I, I would miss that interaction. So I mm-hmm. think there's going to be a shortage of teachers, but that's why I think that's there's a little bit of an. I don't think football. Back, I think the big boys aren't are not the hard ones to fill as much because mm-hmm. there's some quote unquote glory in it. But I, the demand is definitely, especially at the lower levels, it's definitely harder to find coaches than it was 20 years ago at the lower levels. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You know? And I know the local high schools around here uh, are having trouble filling those those positions. It's like official. So I don't yes. yell as officials like I do and used to, you know, because yeah. we're not going to have an officials in 20 years either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how many times have you argued a call where the, where the official says, you know what, Steve, you're right. I want to change that call. But, <laughs> the only, but you know what, if a, an official walks, so here's my thing. If an official walks by me and goes, Steve, I missed it. Boom. We're done. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the ones yeah. that don't talk to me are the ones that irritate me. Just communicate with uh, me. I agree. There's the one ones that apologize disarm me right away. Oh, right. I don't, yeah. Why don't more of them do that? Like, Steve, mm-hmm. I missed that. I was out of position. Steve, I didn't see that. But my other guy, I'll mm-hmm. talk to him at a dead ball. That's yeah. all I want. I just want you to, to converse with me and let me know what you, oh, Steve, you know, he had his hand on his hip. I had to call it. It's a third time down. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. We're done, We're done talking. I can go yell. Yeah. I can go deal with my guys now. That's what, I mean, I, yeah. But that's a veteran official again. The other ones, yes. you know, the young ones, tend to be a little bit more. How? When? When's? Give me a window of your season. What's your window of your season? Like when do you start? Uh, when do you end? Oh, we start uh, officially October fifteenth, which is the first day that Division three schools are okay. admitted yep, to yep. practice. Okay, I could never remember that. Okay, yeah, and uh, we go through. Uh, well, it, it's the NCAA gives us 19 weeks to work with our players. And so we go to the end of February and we take a, we usually take two weeks off during Christmas. That includes the uh, time for final exams and then Christmas break. Literally in between Christmas and New Year's, we'll, we'll come back and start to practice and maybe have a Christmas tournament. We're right back into it. Is there one, is an automatic bid for conference champion or automatic bid for, for yeah. tournament champion? Or I'm how sorry, does that yeah, work? tournament champion uh, gets the automatic bid and and if you has your league been lucky enough to have more than one yeah uh okay. so um it, it, it's we have to win it to go there's no other way okay that, i mean that makes it a lot of oh yeah the, yeah there's so, a pressure so there. you're similar to you're similar to a mid-major low major d1 like you yeah. gotta win it or you don't get to go there, there's only one hope uh and that's you know a one well a five six day tournament uh at the end of february and does everybody make the tournament uh we just went to 10 teams uh this past year we had nine so we're just adding one 10 will go. People will get buys then. People will get buys then. Yes. Um, How do you practice plan? Uh, this has been my talk for the last couple of weeks about practice planning. Okay. How do you do that? When do you do yeah. that? Yeah, you know, I am, um, well, I, I'm a teacher. Uh, okay. that, that's what I'm trained to do. And, and interestingly, the, the first basketball clinic that I went to was actually before I even had a coaching job. The speaker talked about how to write a, a practice plan. And as I was taking notes, I thought this is no different than a lesson plan. And so everything's written out, uh, you know, but, but basically I have a master plan for the year. Uh, and then I'll have a weekly plan that- How, long, how far do you deviate from your master plan? 
plan? Uh, it usually sometimes at the halfway at the halfway mark. I'm I, I'm I'm riding by the seat of my pants. Right, I know. I hear you. But the weekly plan is it's like the skeleton, and then I put the flesh on the bones or, or the muscles uh, with daily plans, and uh, everything's down to the minute. Uh, and we only go two hours, so we have to be. Uh, pretty concise and intense and and uh, when do you when do the do you have do you always practice the same time at the at your level or no uh we uh, at least early in the season when the women's volleyball team and the women's basketball team and the men's basketball team are all playing we have to adjust based on uh those two other teams and when women's volleyball is over uh it's the it's the men and women's basketball team that will share okay the time so it's usually four to six and then six to eight okay and then uh we split it 50-50, who goes early, who goes late. Okay, yeah, we do that too with ours. We always have a rule that if you play the next day, you're early. You know, I don't want to be, I don't want to be practicing at eight and then have a game the next day. So that right. seems, that's a great, seems to be a great rule for us. Um, do you ever have problems with guys taking classes? No, uh, because all of the class, we'll practice around their, their uh, class times. Okay. And more often than not, the classes are done by four. Okay. Every once in a while, there'll be a lab that they have to go to that's until five. And so we have the early slot. They may miss a half an hour. But fortunately, uh, very little practice time is missed because we always practice uh, in the evening. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so how would you describe your coaching philosophy? You know, I, I think I got it from product of, of, of every coach that, that invested in me. I think we are. SSC. We all are. I, I tell people this all the time. I'm a little piece of everyone I've coached under. Like I'm yeah. a little bit. I took a little bit of each of them that I thought was what I thought I could use with my personality. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, and, and interesting, I, I'll, I'll just, uh, as an aside, this year at the beginning of the season, I had our captains set the goals, actually the whole team. And the goal prior to the season what for them was we're going to win this thing. We're going to win the league championship and go to the NCAAs. Okay. Okay. That's what your goal is. Well, we, we started off 0-4, and 0-4. And, and at that point, we had a team meeting and I said, fellas, I want to apologize for not stepping in and and not allowing you to have that goal because it goes against everything that I've ever taught you up to this point, everything that I was taught as a coach, and that is we're process-driven. We're not results-driven. We're process-driven. Right. So let's back up. Let's remember what our mission is. It's all about the process. Every day, we're just going to get better. We're going to play to a standard. Basically, it's it's we're going to play to a standard in a culture of love and accountability. We took the pressure off them, and we actually – Won twenty one games this year and went to the NCAA's. But did you uh, and you did you get to play your game? Yes, we did. Uh, we played two. Um, okay. We won our first round game and then lost our second round game. Okay. And then four days later, they canceled the tournament. So if you'd have won the second one, then you would have been you'd have been practicing. Been, yeah. Yeah. Uh, We've been canceled. Yeah. So there's so a, bless, there's a little bit of a blessing. You got at least closure, like in your season. I agree, Steve. Like. Yeah. And yet, yes, we, we, we finished better than any school or any former Grove City team. And so there was there was history made and then there was closure. Right. There's closure. And, uh, yeah. yeah, that's a good thing. So what would I see if let's say I came to your practice and I just sat up in the corner for an hour? What would I see? Uh, I hope you would see organization and great teaching. Like if you're a teacher, you'll say, OK, hey, look, there's a lesson plan. Everything's delineated into there. These are offensive parts, defensive parts, skill work, shooting. Um, and then. Uh, I hope you would see that as we break up, I'm not even looking at what my assistant's doing because I trust them, completely right. trust them. Right. And then we're doing our breakdown drills. Uh, and also, uh, I think you'd see that during certain aspects of the practice, my two assistants are doing the, the coaching and then 
I'll call a player over and just whisper in his ear. Like, I, I want to get a contact with every player during that, during the practice. And it's just a one-on-one. And, right. and it may be, hey, look, I'm noticing how well you're blocking out. I love you for it. You just keep it up. Or maybe you haven't spoken up at all today. I mean, you're not right. talking in non-defense. So what's going on? Right. Do I need to know something? Right. Something like that. I, I, I love that. What do you think that, what do you think the hardest thing to teach it? Uh, I picked my words question. carefully there. I didn't say coach. I said teach. Teach. I think the nuances of our defense, because we switch everything and it's so much different than what they're used to in high school that we have to, we have to reprogram them. I mean, it's, it's all based on regular defensive principles, but you got to switch everything. And so that takes a lot of time in our practice. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. Um, if you'd like to support us, go over and check out teachups.com for coaches who want to get better. Also, subscribe and like. We do appreciate those. Have a great day. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.